Beautiful. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. And today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Everdawn. They have a new album called Cleopatra, which released on February 7th. And this is this is kind of long, but via Laser's Edge Division Sensory Records. I just want to just say Sensory Records, but everything I looked at, Richard, had this big, long sentence. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I guess, they're technically, I guess, uh, their distribution company, I guess. It's, I don't know. I, I think they have a few different types of like labels and stuff. And Laser's Edge is like what is like the, I guess, manufactures and distributes the stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're under the sensory, uh, sensory records is who's, uh, the label. And then that's under the, I guess the laser's edge umbrella, I guess, really. Okay. So cool. Sensory yeah. records. And so, like I said, Richard, we're being joined by Richard right now from Everdon to yep. share what's going on in this amazing record. So Richard, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you on, and I love the fact that's a George Lynch shirt, is it? Yeah, it is. Yep. Beautiful. Mr. Yeah. Scary. I flip I flip and love George Lynch. I'm gonna say that out loud. Yeah, no, he's uh he's uh one of my favorites, definitely. Sweet. He's up there. Yeah. yeah. What is it about because you got some stuff on your wall there that I can see. Um and I guess my question is what is it about George in particular? Did he influence you at all on this record or is it just kind of like quietly, you know, in the back of your mind kind of thing? Um, I don't know if he influenced me on this one. Um, I don't know. He's just, you know, um, he, uh, he has like a really unique style and, um, you know, he's got the, you know, he, he's, his sound is, uh, you know, evolved over the years. It's not the exact same as how it was in Dokken and, early lynch mob and stuff but you know his his vibrato and you know his certain licks and stuff you know mr scary the song the instrumental definitely some killer killer playing so yeah yeah boom uh truth be told because i'm a guitar player as well and okay during lockdown you know how it gets you practice the same stuff for so long and eventually you just stop practicing because you're like got to work on it but been there done that i'm bored of it and i was thinking what should right. I, what could i work on and i just randomly i was like i wonder if there's like you know a song book or something out there of george lynch and there is and so i picked it up and so i've been working on uh just like a collection of songs that are like his leads and his rhythms and things like that and just breaking it apart and you know something i haven't done since i was like 15 years old but you know mm. it's cool to dive into that and so when i saw the mr scary shirt i thought richard is the coolest dude i've met all day <laughs> cool thanks yeah 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 speaking of that i ha- i got um, i think um, probably in 04 or something i had gotten i guess before stuff was on youtube i had gotten a dvd from george's website uh, the reh video i don't know if you've seen those videos on youtube of uh he's got like this long solo thing in the beginning of it and it's like an instructional dvd type thing he put out in like 89 or 90 and uh, I definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't, because it shows him like recording some guitar solos for Wicked Sensation and stuff like that. And he breaks down some of the um, guitar solos from Dokken, certain things from the song Mr. Scary and um, a bunch of different stuff. So it's definitely worth checking out if you're a George Lynch fan. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And speaking of Everdon fans, take us through this record, Cleopatra. Is it then a concept record? concept album no it's not a concept uh, album it's you know individual songs 
Um, but you know, when we uh, when we came up, you know, when we put together the song Cleopatra and um, just like you know, the song just you know had this epic feel, and we we were we figured that you know um, there's so much imagery associated with that and the Egyptian theme, and we thought it would really make a cool not only a, a album title but cover art and different things, and and so um, we we and plus the the song itself is kind of a distillation of everything that we want the band to be. It's got you know you know some you know heavy drums and guitars with you know melodic vocals and keyboards and all, all the all the stuff that we want everdawn to be kind of all rolled into one so we, we thought it was a good centerpiece uh for the album and that's why we kind of named it and again the the imagery that goes along with it so we thought it would make a cool cover and all that kind of stuff when it does make a cool cover i mean take us through just take us through that. I mean, this this cover looks. I want to say it looks expensive. That's what I want to say, Richard. It looks expensive. Uh, I mean, well, we had. Um, yeah, I mean, it took a. You know, it was a lot of a uh, lot of time to put that together. A lot of back and forth between the artist and the band, uh, especially our singer Alina was very particular about the. You know the imagery and the the you know even just the shadowing and the way the you know the blood and everything and making sure that the. Uh, the cats in the uh, in the uh, picture are, are, you know, historically accurate and in breed and things like that. So it was a lot of a lot of time spent on it. Um, and uh, yeah, we thought it came out amazing. So. Mm-hmm. Well, then hopefully she's watching because one of the first things I noticed was when it came to the cats and the blood. I thought there's a lot of detail that where it's spilling and where the cats are looking. I bet was spent on that. Yeah, yeah. Um a lot of time, you know. Uh so I hope uh people actually you know get to uh actually look at it maybe in a physical medium or something because you know if you're looking at it at your phone listening through Spotify or something some of the detail will be lost but you know. Well that brings up a good question is there it's, going Yeah, to, I mean is there going to be like a I mean, vinyl? I was or? told it's going to be in Oh, the vinyl? I hope so. I, I haven't heard anything about that yet. Um, I guess it's probably depends on how much, you know, how well this does um, and what the, you know, if people want a vinyl, I guess, if there's a, a drive, a demand for it. I, I mean, I think it would be really cool to have on a, on a you know, a, a large scale cover of, a, you know, a vinyl album. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Fantastic. Now. Uh, due to connection issues for a second, we were kind of cutting each other off and you were in the process of saying something. So I just wanted you to, if you remember, um, what was it that you were saying? I was talking about the, um, the, the vinyl album, you know, having it on an actual big sleeve, I right. think would be really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Sweet. Okay. Now let's talk about the production team on this one, because I've got to know that it was mixed and mastered by the same guy. Who does Opeth and Riverside and Catatonia? So take us through how that ended up happening. Have you worked with Dan before in the past, or was this something that was almost kind of like a long shot dream? Like, man, it'd be great if Dan could do our record, and you reached out, and he said yes because he likes to work. <laughs> uh, well, um, actually, our drummer he had done a project quite a few years ago. Um, it was more of a melodic death metal project, 
and Dan Swano had mixed and mastered the the song they had done. And uh, our drummer Dan was like, "Man, we should maybe have Dan Swano mix and master this." Uh, so uh, we reached out, or we had our drummer Dan reach out to him, and he said, "Yeah, he was really into it." You know, um, he was he was kind of glad because again, he he does a lot of uh, heavier death metal, melodic death metal kind of thing. So he was really intrigued and and excited to work on something melodic um you know something a little bit different so something where he could actually make the snare sound like a snare and not just a pu- right yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> cool and then this is also exciting because i'm gonna i think i'm gonna chat with thomas next week uh actually from and I'm, i'll have to ask him actually how to say is it theron therion Theron. uh yeah i think the therion yeah okay how did he get involved on the track, Your Majesty Sadness? Well, um, we had, uh, when we were um, under the moniker Midnight Eternal, we'd done a, a European tour with Therion back in February of 2018. We did a portion of their European tour. And uh, we became friends, and our drummer, again, had become uh, pretty cl- Well, not close, but close enough to where they were hanging out during the tour and things like that. And, uh, or, you know... Um, when we were putting the, the demos and stuff together and we were we wanted to have a special guest on the album to to do some vocals something you know something to bring uh, a different sound to and you know i had originally sang the the male vocal part on the demo and that was really the only song that we could think of fitting something in male uh song uh singing wise so we uh sent uh, Thomas a, a message and he was he was down to doing it so we sent him the song and he recorded all his vocal parts uh, I think in uh, Spain I believe is where he lives now and sent them over and they sounded killer so we went with it wow very cool stuff so what it sounds like is that it's important to have a drummer who knows people yeah he's a he's a good networker he's a, you know people like him he's a super positive guy and um you know he uh easy to you know easy to get along with and yeah he's very good at um approaching people and 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 stuff like that so it's it's good to have in the band Mm -hmm. absolutely and one of the other tracks uh that actually i think came across my desk first was stranded in bangalore which is a killer track and uh the funny thing is when i saw the whole cleopatra thing i thought okay this is a story about cleopatra being stranded in bangalore and i thought that doesn't make any sense but now that you mentioned that it's not actually like a whole concept right. album, um, is this a tour story? What happened in Bangalore? Why were you guys stranded? Did you have a good time at least? Did you get some food? What happened? No, we didn't. We get, we didn't actually get stranded in Bangalore. Um, I don't know. Our our keyboard player had come up with the idea. Um, uh, I mean, the song is kind of set in Bangalore, but it's more like um, having to do with. Um, the struggles between your your heart and your mind and the different types of situations you're placed into where sometimes as much as it doesn't make sense and it you probably shouldn't do it your heart tells you to do something and you kind of have to go with that so that that's basically the underlying subject matter of the song and it's kind of just veiled and placed in bangalore um and again i don't know exactly how he came up with that, but again, it's a cool kind of imagery and, you know, again, it, it had a certain ring to it. And again, sometimes you just got to go with those kind of things. Uh-huh. 
I'm looking it up right now. I be honest, I didn't know where Bangalore was. It's in India. Yeah. Well, of course you knew that, Richard. But I didn't I didn't know that until just now. Yes. Fantastic. Okay. What's it famous for? It's the Silicon Valley of of India, an IT hub. Yeah. And uh it, yeah, I guess a lot of uh, if you call technical support, I guess you're you're probably transferred <laughs> over there at some point, maybe. You know. Yeah, if, if you're stranded, at least you get Wi-Fi. It's probably good, yeah. It probably is very good. Now, speaking of uh, being stranded in this album, was it written and recorded and all this stuff during all what we'll call the chaos of 2020? No, this was actually recorded in 2019. Oh, okay. So you guys, you guys yeah. had it all good then. So then was it, uh, shall I say delayed because of 2020 then? Yeah. I mean, there was, um, we had finished it and it was like mix and mastered like around the end of October of 2019. And then it took some time to shop it around to find a label to put it out. And then when we got signed to sensory is basically when everything shut down very beginning of uh, march and so then everything kind of you know everything kind of got you know hit a standstill basically nothing was going on for a while and again like i said we you know we took our time with the album art so that took some time um because uh the artist was busy and, and things like that and and then we wanted to release the album like in november but uh the, the label was was like wasn't really didn't he didn't really want to do that and so we were like well we really want we want to get the music out there because people you know keep just seeing pictures and posts on facebook and instagram and they want to hear some music so we're like we we got to get this out even if we can't tour at the moment we got to get the album out so so that's why we finally kind of reached the february release date mm-hmm. a lot of arguing going back and forth angry phone calls no do it this way I mean, I don't, well, I mean, not really. I mean, uh, I mean, I understand where they're coming from. I mean, it's, this is a tough time Mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody's, every, every band's going to be working on music because they can't be playing. And yeah, but you know, again, we, we want to, we wanted to release this and get this out because, uh, I mean, we're already, we're already working on the next album. So we want to just get that out there and then, you know, have something, um, in the wings to, to be ready to uh, be released when maybe by that time we'll be able to play and, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's about, you know, we've been working on new tunes. So, yeah, that brings an interesting question because usually, and I don't know, maybe it just can be, it depends on the band. Sometimes bands are going to write whatever they want to write regardless. Um, but I know a lot of bands take feedback from albums and put that into the next album. What's it like writing a second album before even the first album has been released? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, I hear your point. I mean, we, unfortunately we just don't have that luxury and, um, we wanted to stay productive and, you know, um, again, our singers in Canada, so we can't really rehearse like a normal band right now. And, um, and every, since everybody else is in New Jersey and Alina's in Canada. so. We were like, you know, we got to just keep going. We, you know, we want to, you know, start working on the next album and, you know, you know, 
because it's still going to be a while until everything opens up anyway. And so we figured just this, this is the best time to start working on it and hopefully hit the studio in the spring or summertime of this year. There's over 20 ideas being worked on. And so we, we got plenty of material um, to, to work on for this next album. I see that. So I just found her. She's in Hamilton, the city of steel. Yes, Hamilton. Yep. Yeah. In case anybody didn't know that, they are known as the City of Steel because that's where a lot of steel manufacturing was. And hmm. similar to Brooklyn, it's going through a, uh, what do you call that, Re- gentrification or whatever? Where, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, where a so, lot of the, the old factories are being turned into restaurants and cafes. and. So it's going to be, it's going through its hipster phase. It's going through its hipster phase. Yeah. 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 Used to get made fun of a lot uh, by people in Toronto, and then it became a really affordable, trendy place to live. So now it's not being made fun of anymore. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. I guess that's a good thing, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. It was actually touted as one of the best places in Canada to live for a while. I don't know about now, but for a while it was. Um, sweet. I mean, obviously you guys are pretty close, but how did you then guys get in touch with her? Uh, through, um, Mike LaPond, our, our bass player from Symphony X fam and Ross, the boss and things like that. He had done a project, uh, I think some kind of, I, I can't remember the name of it, but he was playing bass for a certain project. They had a certain gig in Chicago, I believe. And she was singing at that, that show. And, um, um, he recommended her. And so, uh, we got in contact with her and we sent her a song to record her vocals on to see if it would work. And then we had her come down uh, to uh, New Jersey to uh, do a in-person re- uh, audition and just it clicked. So very cool we, stuff. Uh, yeah. We went with her and the world is getting smaller. I chatted with Mike back. It looks like in, well, the episode aired in August. So I chatted with him last summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was releasing the assassins. Right, silent assassins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were I you think on the that? second album? Yeah, were you on that at all? No, I'm not on that. No. No. Want want. Groovy is stuff. Now you mentioned that you guys are working on a uh, new album. Is that basically the plan for 2021? Just kind of ride the year to see where it goes and work on a new album. Yeah, I mean, I think that's our main focus, and. Um, you know, our manager still, I mean, again, our manager will keep us informed if there's any kind of touring opportunities, maybe in the fall or something, second half of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also want to try and do a music video for the album. So we're still t- trying to work on the logistics of that and see what we can do. So in the meantime, yeah, the main, the main focus is the, is the new album, uh, working on that as well as, you know, promoting, promoting this current album with different videos and content and stuff like that. So, okay. Very cool stuff. Well, Richard, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about that I did not bring up? Uh, I mean, no, I just, uh, hope everybody who watches the show checks out our, our album. Uh, we have a second single that's going to be coming out. Um, it'll be out by the time this video airs, which is your Majesty's sadness. It's going to be a lyric video. Uh, and it's got some great imagery, so definitely check that out. Um, and um, you can follow us on our different social medias um, for updates. Okay, very cool stuff. Yes, I've got the main website, everdonofficial.com, 
which right. I, I imagine has all the links for everybody's favorite social media there. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, again, our social medias are basically, you know, youtube.com forward slash Everdawn official. Same thing for Facebook, facebook.com uh, forward slash Everdawn official. Um, and the same thing for the Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Everdawn official. Again, if you just search search for Everdawn official on those apps and, and sites and stuff, you'll, you'll find us. Okay, perfect. And then if the Your Majesty Sadness Lyric Video is available for me in time, then I will have it available in the show notes. So anybody watching on YouTube uh, down below will be a link available to it. Or if you're listening on Spotify, again, in the description, there should be a link. And even if you're on the home site, um, rockmetalpodcast.ca, then in the show notes, there will be a link uh, for it. Great, great. Awesome. Yeah. Boom. Awesome. Well, unless there's anything else, I just wanted to thank you, Richard, for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. All right. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been a blast.